Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries, which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor. Or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello everyone, and welcome to the 39th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have very special guest, the Occult Rejects. How's it going, guys? What's going on, hey. man? Glad to finally make you or get you guys to come on the show. So, uh, I guess a good starting point is for anybody that doesn't know about the Occult Rejects. Why don't you guys tell them a little bit about who you guys are? Uh, so yeah, so my name is Lux, um, and of course my co-host, New York Patriot. Uh, we're both former Secret Society members, and we decided to, uh, upon leaving. The secret societies. I had seen New York Patriot. Um, he had started a, a YouTube channel, had appeared on a couple different shows about his experience in the OTO, and um, you know I'm a, a former Golden Dawn member, so I, I heard his appearance on one of those shows, and then decided to reach out to him, hit him up, and we started our own thing because we wanted to try to uh, decipher the occult in a way that would be easily understood for most people and to sort of de-occult the information that we had learned and to try to expose uh, based on the things that we had seen in our own secret societies uh, the corruption and to uh, let people know what was really going on yeah it actually you know really worked out like it's so funny how it worked out because I was doing my own show and actually you know people pipe don't know that listen to me now might have just caught on to me in the last six months or a year i did originally have my own show where i it was just me like uh it was just me solo i did everything i wasn't having guests on and lux was actually my i think my first guest and yeah. um you know it's just funny because like i was just like at one point thinking like i liked doing this stuff by myself and creating my own content but i was just like 
it takes a lot. It's very taxing. And I was just like, you know, I'm sitting here fucking filling up books with notes and, you know, doing it all on yourself and like critiquing the fuck out of everything. You don't mind fucking myself, you know, which I'm sure a lot of podcasters do in the beginning. And, uh, and, and, you know, I ended up, you know, he ended up getting in contact with me and uh, I had him on and there was just something where I believe that I had come across somebody that like we were on the same path. I truly believe in, you know, I, I, like I was saying to you before, like between my surgery and him being sick, I missed fucking talking to the dude. It's been a while, but like, I really believe that I came across somebody that really would just wanted to help. And I think like it just couldn't have worked out any better. So I was like, you know what? I think me and you can make this happen and we'll start our own show and I'll use my show for guests. And uh, mm -hmm. really, I mean, it's, you know, I love my show, The NY Patriot, but like really the, the, the friendship I made with Lux and what we do, it couldn't have, I mean, it's really, it's amazing how it worked out. And it's fucking, it's actually really crazy when you think about it. The guy heard me on a show, fucking contacted me and now like a fucking year and a half later, we're still pumping shit out and it's just, wow, like how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> right, and we wanted to do it in a way that was different than a lot of other shows because unfortunately, and I'm not talking uh, shit about other podcasts yeah. or other shows that talk about the occult or, or the occult or anything like that, but oftentimes with occult subjects, it gets presented to people in this really weird like way of this like veil of secrecy where everything is talked about in this amorphous secretive way where it's like you know you're listening to a podcaster and they're the gatekeeper of this information right no different than a secret society is but they're gatekeeping this information and they'll like i've e i swear i've even seen podcasters dress up in robes and canes and you know talk about the occult behind this giant library of books and they give this occult information to people in uh, a, a really cryptic way and we that was our goal from the beginning we were we wanted to get away from all that and we were like hey we're two normal dudes <laughs> who know about this occult stuff because we were in it for years and we're going to talk about the occult in the same way that we talk about any other subject because there's no need for that extra cryptic weird stuff uh, just <laughs> lay it out for people basically and you know talk about our experiences we're no different or special than anybody else, we're just, uh, you know. I, I appreciate how you guys give the information, though, because you make it, you put it out in a way that makes it so that people can understand it better than a lot of other podcasters. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's thanks. like you were saying, part of your draw to it. And just the connection you guys have with each other, too. It's kind of weird how that works out, because I kind of had the same experience with you guys as I do with Kyle Rainey that I do with my other show with, like kind of like we were talking about before the show. But like you guys were saying, too, it's like, you get put into the community and then you start finding your people after feeling almost like a black sheep forever. And then yeah. it just kind of works out from there. Mm -hmm. And then you find like your perfect like counterpart and then, you know, boom, you have a co-host. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking, yeah. yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It definitely worked out good. And, and you know what too is what's good. And like, you know, like Lux was saying before, and this isn't again to pat ourselves on the back and like, listen, you know, I even, you know, I went and, and was part of something that I guess I could say now, I guess I wish I never was in some sense. So, like, you know, I guess there was a sacrifice to it in a sense. But, like, you know, we do have experience, like, actually being in these things. Now, we do say, like, you know, it's not hard to join these things. But, like, if you're in them long enough and you actually kind of, like, think outside of the box, like... Uh, 
we're going to have, we're going to see things differently. And like, there's so many different layers of occultism that I feel like nowadays what's on the internet, it's very much like this is just this and there's nothing else or this means this and that's it. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of misconceptions and there's a lot of much more deeper shit when it comes to occultism that I think, you know, isn't talked about. And I, and, and again, like not to say to pat us on the back, but I think us actually, that's really the only difference, really. I think us being in the secret societies has given us that experience to where we could say uh, no, like, you know, even other people that we've been around that have been practicing longer from us, like, that's not true, that's incorrect. Like, we know there is a lot on the internet, I hate to say it, that is like kind of neither surface level understanding or almost completely wrong. I hate to say it. Or fluffy. Yeah, very fluffy or woo-woo. <laughs> very, yeah, very much so. I was going to so. say, it's Wicker one woo. of the in your guys' path that, you know, if you guys hadn't done that, you may not have had a reason to ha- start a podcast, and you guys may not have met each other. So it's like it was a needed step to get to where you're at today, no matter what way you look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, very true. That's true. I mean, if it really – I mean, I went on the Ghost Nuts, who are these dudes in Australia that were fucking, you know, craziest dudes out of their minds. They – wear costumes i mean this show is out of the you know it's crazy but they cover conspiracy stuff and like that got me on lift the veil because i contacted him and i was like well you could check me out i was on ghost nuts he listened to it he gave me a shot and because of that now i'm here with lux you know a year and a half later everything works out for a reason man yep yeah But uh, I was going to ask a really good question. Uh, what made you guys originally want to join in the first place? And then what made you guys leave? Was it like something in particular, like a crazy moment that happened? or I got a pinky up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was is that I had to take the thumb next. I said, that I can't do. <laughs> no, 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 Joe. Why says that? All right. <laughs> All right. The sad uh, part is considering that there's the whole humiliation ritual. You never know. I don't know if you're kidding or not. <laughs> right? But I'll let Lux go first since I'm coughing my brain something. No, and that's what's hilarious about what he just said is, okay, so uh, when I sat down to this, because there's this long process of joining the Golden Dawn, and it's like a year-long process, blah, 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 but eventually you meet these people that are going to initiate you, you sit down with them. Uh, there were three of them at the time. These were ranking senior members of the Golden Dawn. And I had sat down with them, and uh, I was out of the state at the time because the lodge that I was joining for initiation was out of out of the state that I lived in. And uh, so I sit down with these guys, and I shit you not, probably maybe 10 minutes into the conversation, I was with my girlfriend at the time, sitting right next to her, and uh, these Golden Dawn members look at her and say, don't worry, this initiation isn't the one where we fuck him in the ass. And that was like, a cr- I, mean, I mean, everybody just laughed it off at the table, but it's, of course, those things stick with you, right? That's a really crazy thing to say um, for initiation, but... The reason why I I even looked into the Golden Dawn was because um, in the mid 2000s I had like you know like 2005 2007 I had started to look into conspiracy and I wanted to try to um, more or less get the same magical power or knowledge the the same things that you know these secret societies were using to make the world a bad place. Um, by understanding these occult principles that the public didn't 
right? That's that was their power. That is still their power. They understand occult principles, while the vast majority of us do not. So I wanted to join a secret society because I thought it would be really helpful for me to try to find a society that wasn't negative um, or practicing any type of black magic. So I uh, reached out to the Golden Dawn, went through that process, and the whole reason was because I wanted to be able to defend myself and friends, family, and to make some type of positive impact with magic um, to combat the terrible things that I was seeing that was going on in the world. But I left because, of course, that was all a charade in the first place because uh, these secret societies all feed into each other. And um, over years of experience, I saw that my secret society had a inner order, which was then had another inner order, and eventually it had led to um, the practice of magic that I was not uh, interested in, uh, specifically Thelemic magic. I had told them upon my application process that I was not interested in any type of Thelemic magic. But meanwhile... Uh, for the people that don't know, do you care to explain what that is exactly? So... Uh, I would say Thelemic magic could be characterized just very basically by Aleister Crowley and uh, the the uh, sort of changes that he had done to Golden Dawn rituals that involved sex magic, and um, I was not interested in any of that. So I had, I had made that very clear in that process of application. That's not something that I wanted to do. And then they totally reassured me because the record goes, you know, at least to the Golden Dawn, is that Crowley was a part of the Golden Dawn. He left, goes to the OTO, and so the Golden Dawn tries to say, like, hey, you know, we got rid of Crowley. We didn't want anything to do with his magic. Um, and that's what drew me to the Golden Dawn because I was like, hell yeah, this will be the perfect place for me to join especially because they kind of fashion it not as a secret society, but the Golden Dawn tries to make more of like a, uh, a more structured, it's like a magic school. For sure, right? yeah. Compared to other, yes. other oh things, God. I could even I was actually, if I would have had a Golden Dawn near me, I probably never would have joined the OTO. That was my second mm -hmm. choice. It was not my first either. For uh, people that don't know also, what does OTO stand for? Ordo Templi Orientis. Sorry to interrupt you, Lux, but it, I, I can even say, like, speaking from, like, coming from another order, I could say his order definitely is much more like, you know, you, you're actually doing something. <laughs> but just started to see very weird things in the curriculum because, again, it's very collegiate. Like, you know, you get these curriculums. You have to finish them in a certain amount of time. You're tested on them um, both verbally, writtenly, or, uh, you know, in writing based on a test that they provide you, but then also you have to do a physical test based on um, the rituals that you've learned. You have to perform them in front of other Golden Dawn members. So I was like, this would be perfect. But I began to see over time that, uh, nope, my, the order that I was in led into another inner order. And then that inner order led to what's called the AA, 
which is the Astrum Argentum, and that is directly associated with the OTO. So I quickly realized that my order was a spider web. Just like many other secret societies, they all lead into another inner order, which is more selective people that they vetted who have the same ideals. And I felt really misled and put in my application uh, to leave. And uh, about six to six months to about a year later, I was I was out. So you have no involvement currently then? No. Gotcha. How about you? Uh, how about you, Patriot? So, yeah, I uh, like I mentioned before, I. Uh, I was interested in magic for a while. Um, I had always believed it was real. I was even starting to like get books and read and like starting to practice. And I, I wanted to put myself, I guess, in a situation to where I, you know, was around people to where like, you know, because even when it comes to the secret societies, I hate to say it, you still have to like question like, is this shit even correct? But like, I kind of wanted to be like somewhere where I thought, in my mind, I thought I was gonna join a place so. This means, like, stuff is kind of a little bit more, like, structured, and it means that it might actually be right. You know, whatever. I was just looking for something that, the a community also, people to meet, to learn from. You know, what are you into? Maybe I can learn from them. You know, whatever. So, uh, eventually, I started looking around, and um, I ended up, the only thing close to me, actually, was an OTO lodge. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I guess, you know, it's kind of like my only option. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of... Crowley, I mean, I will say, like, I think Lux will even agree when it came to occultism, yeah. The dude really knew what the fuck he was talking about and doing. But his person, you know, his, who he was, I do believe he was, you know, fucking just whatever. He was a piece of shit at some times in his life and probably did some really fucked up, disgusting shit. So I just never put him up on a pedestal. And, and he even, I say it even, he even says that himself in one of his own books. I'm not that dude. Don't put me up on a pedestal. <laughs> that all my soul do. But, uh, and um, so eventually I just started going there. And, and I guess to backtrack real quick, and I think it's kind of pretty much the same reason, you know, as Lux. You know, the reason I even wanted to get into magic is when I believed it was real, but it was like more or less to keep myself out of the bullshit system because I do think that magic and occultism is a huge part of running and influencing humanity. I really mm -hmm. did believe that because I, I got big into that with the conspiracy community. I was big into that shit since like, you know, before like 2010, you know what I'm saying? So like I was already deep into conspiracies and had already, you know, got into the secret society stuff and believed that magic was serious, so... I figured instead of, like, chasing down, like, who started what, where, and who did this supposedly, and who started that, how about I just actually go and learn what the fuck magic is, you know, and then keep myself out of the fucking matrix in a sense. <laughs> so that was, like, the whole reason why I even got into it. <laughs> it was never really <clears throat> out of, like, uh, to do harm to others or even really, I mean, I guess gain, but just, like... Just to stay, like I said, stay out of the bullshit. I wasn't looking to get rich, famous. I just wanted to be able to just live my life without, like, with less constrictions, really. You know, and just or to, smooth the life. make yourself better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And make myself a, a better person, actually. Because that's really, you know, when you start getting into the mental aspect, that's what it really does. It's like, if you're doing the work the right way, in my opinion, if you're a magician trying to work yourself up the tree, it's going to make, you're going to, ha you're not going to be the same person you are anymore. You're going to be totally different. You're going to be a better person, a better person for humanity, you know, and a better person for the next man. 
a woman. As long as your intentions are correct. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's why I said going up the tree. <laughs> you, know? you know, well, actually, no, your intentions could be shitty going up and then coming back down. They were even worse. So I guess you're right. So, <laughs> yeah. But if you are of a person who's trying to do it for the right reason, yeah, it is going to make you just much more of a better person for humanity in general. That's my opinion. And I think Lux is even saying it you know, himself. And that was part of it as well, because I did believe there was a, a lot of magic was just balancing control of one's mind and being able to just not be triggered and controlled by a lot of things. You know, I would be more logical. I'd be able to, like, look at things and not get triggered and make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? That was a lot of it, too, which would make you a better person, in my opinion, as well. Um, so I joined the OTO. Uh, I was, you know, was there for a while. I did a few, you know, did a couple of degrees. Um Eventually, you know, the whole time I was there, I never once felt like I was at home. Uh, I knew eventually at one point, because of taking a specific degree, when you take, fuck it, when you take the second degree, um, they will tell you, like, certain things that are going to have that is needed in order to move up uh, throughout other degrees. And, you know, one of them was like, you're literally signing over your property. Well, no, no, that's a cult. Yeah, so, so the, I'm, I'm, this is just, I'm just biding time here now. Besides other shit that I just wasn't comfortable with it either, and I didn't think was, you know, I just noticed myself doing things like, you know, are they, you know, in the initiations, and like, I'm, I'm trying, like, I, I don't know if I told you I had like a DMCA slap on me, like just recently, not too long yeah. ago, because of showing who I am. And like, I don't want to fuck your show up, and I like, I kind of, because I really give zero fucks about them. <laughs> But so I'm like trying to like see how like accurate or how much detail I want to give. But like in, even in fucking Minerval first and second fucking degree inside those degrees, there's are times when you do these initiations that they are even fucking telling you. They're telling you at one point not to trust your surroundings. And they do that in multiple ways. They tell you not to trust your brothers and sisters. You know, not everything is as it seems. So, like, you're telling me that shit how many fucking times? So now that was, like, something that started making me think, like, are you trying to fucking tell me something here? You know, and I'm just going to keep going up and doing whatever's fucking wanted or needed for a fucking, you know, uh, a degree. When they tell you that, are they referring to, like, family, or are they talking about, like, other people involved in... Well, they specifically say, like, your brothers and sisters or your siblings, which they're talking about the people within the order, the OTO. Gotcha. That's exactly how they are saying it. Because, uh, like, at one point, they're asking you to try to drink out of a well. And the way that they explain you to do it in the second degree, it's almost impossible. You, you're just like, I, 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 it's, it's like, like, if you think about the way they try to, try to drink out of the thing, it's like a bird trying to drink out of a bird bath backwards. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> so I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, all right, I think I know what's going on here because there's two other members next to me. Oh, they push you in. You're falling, you know, yeah. and then the whole thing is, oh, well, if you would have looked on the side, there was a robe with a bottle of champagne. You could have just drank from that, you know, blah, blah, blah. The lesson from that is don't trust your siblings because they just pushed you in the fucking well, you know, and then there's another thing where you're supposed to like put your thumb in a fucking little fucking thing and twist it down and show how much, I guess, pain you can go with this screw to show your devotion to fucking horse. And it was like. Whatever, just playing the fucking game, did it, whatever. And they're like, oh, well, if you would have looked at the bottom of the stick, you could have stuck your thumb in the bottom of the stick and then twisted the screw all the way down and you wouldn't have felt anything. And the lesson from that is not everything may be as it seems. You know, and then, like, in the, at the end of the first degree, they make sure that you even, like, say it yourself. The only person I can trust is myself. 
And they even state that in Minerva. So I'm like, so even through the degrees, I started like starting to realize like, well, for one, like you, you keep repeating this, this thing that like I'm paying, I don't know. It just seems very weird. You keep telling me not to trust the fucking place or the people. Uh, and then once I started having my own magical experiences, um, I just do not believe that that place, when you do shadow work, to have magical experiences, you need to really take a hard fucking look at yourself and who you are and what piece of shit that you are, what good person that you are, why you have these beliefs, which family member you learned that from, do you agree with that now? All this sorts of fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. You have, you're going to do that so you can fucking take the fucking chains of slavery and remove that shit and stop being a slave to things that you don't need to be slaves to. You know, that keeps you held down to this world and fucked up like all everybody else out there that's going fucking crazy for no reason. And I feel like a lot of some of the things that is uh, big in that, the OTO kind of promotes that image. It's almost the opposite. It's like their look is like showing you the vices and the reasons why you're fucked up and you're not having magical experiences or you'll never know magic. Like, that's, like, literally almost kind of, like, the image that they have is showing you the vices that's keeping you stuck and grounded. It's not the stuff that's going to free you. They're, they have this whole, you know, they have sex magic, and the, they call, you know, they're very sexual. First off, I think a lot of the sexual shit is just all, it's all archetypes of other things. I'm sure, yes, there is sexual shit that goes on, but there is a lot of stuff in sex, like we even covered the Scarlet Whore. There's a lot of shit that's not sexual at all. That's just a story. But um, they have that a very sexual image, and that is like one of the worst fucking weapons you can use to really fucking slave, you know, turn someone into a slave or keep them grounded. Is sex? I was gonna say you can keep them in the cult too by taking pictures, because then you have blackmail forever. Mm. I feel like that's how a lot of people get trapped in those kinds of things. All right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've had you know, I've wondered about that too, like going up, like those. But I mean, so I just felt like they had. When I did everything I needed to do to get where I wanted to get and to have the experiences I wanted to have, I just realized that that place just did not resemble the image of something that I wanted to be a part of or I thought was going to help aid me to keep me either doing this or go further. I just did not, I just, for some reason, just realized this place is not for me anymore. And uh, another thing, I, you know, I'm just, my opinion the place that I was going to, I guess I can really only speak on that or maybe one or two other places that I knew people from or visited. Um, you know, I can't speak on the whole place, but my experience is they also do have a very left leftist ideology. Um, when COVID hit, they uh, crumbled to the CDC right away and started doing Zoom meetings. And during a Zoom meeting, I mean, one of them was promoting fucking Antifa. They're talking about, you know, you know are we going to... People want to get together to go protest. Talking about George Floyd. They had a Zoom meeting on George Floyd. The OTO is not supposed to give a flying fuck about any of that shit except for the OTO and magic. Mm-hmm. You know, so now why are you having Zoom meetings and asking about if people want to have protests? You know, you do want to join, get up, meet up together to go protest. Uh, for, you know, uh, Antifa, pro Antifa, if they make them domestic terrorists, uh, we're fucked, blah, blah, blah. Pro Antifa, pro BLM. Like, where was this all coming from? This We shouldn't even be having this discussion under the OTO, you know? This yeah, is, you know, and uh, it just was very weird. And, you know, 
and not that I'm even sticking up for this girl, but there is even shit going on right now. I'll just bring it up real quick. I don't know her. I met her once. I met her at my lodge once. I don't know a damn thing about her. She's a known Thelemite, and I, I, I honestly, I don't think she's actually a member. She's just gone to open meetings. But there's a girl, Georgina Rose, huge, huge in the Thelemite community. They're canceling her and making her look like a fucking Nazi now because she isn't far left enough. And they're doing it to other people. So that order is even starting to shit on their own people because they aren't fucking far left fascist fucks. Like they were saying, don't trust your brothers and sisters. They'll turn <laughs> yeah. On oh. yeah, really. <laughs> you nailed it, man. <laughs> but, uh, so, I so yeah, that's so I left because of all that. Yeah, but shit, I don't blame you, dude. Like, honestly. So another good, awesome question that I've been wondering, too, is for the people that aren't aware, I guess this is kind of a three-part question, but, like, what is magic with a K versus magic with a C? Um, what's the craziest magic that you guys have personally seen? And then do you honestly believe that magic is what they perceive it to be? Dude, that is a that is probably one of the most loaded questions we've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, I mean, magic is tons of different things. Um, basically, the way that I'll I'll describe uh, Kabbalistic magic, because um, that was something of like a real focus in the Golden Dawn was that. You know, we are living on a sphere. Now that sphere connects to other dimensions, it connects to other realities, and based on um, sort of this alchemical process, which I would say magic with a K, right, it's it's not, you're not in some, um, like, dark room conjuring up some, some, you know, spell inside of a cauldron that's not what magic really is that's the view that's given to us by you know the media and things like that but that's not real magic now there are rituals that can be done um along with your will to get certain uh, things done or certain things attracted to you that you might want that could benefit you as long as they don't give harm to others, that's white magic, right? Mm-hmm. Black magic would be different. It's uh, doing rituals that take energy um, in a negative aspect that are going to bring about the results that you want, no matter the costs. Now, real magic, though, is the internal, I would say, it's the internal venture inward right like this is a journey inward to realize what your behaviors are based around why your thoughts think the way that they do and it's about controlling the mind so that you can do this self audit of yourself to realize what's holding me back what what are the positive things that i'm doing what are the negative things that i'm doing that's real magic because in that aspect you are figuring out who you are. You're, you're becoming self-conscious. You're realizing why you think the way that you do. And instead of being controlled by these like you know, thoughts that seem like they're not your own, now you, you gain control of your own thoughts, of your own actions, and your own will. 
and then you're able to combine them to become like the perfected man or which would be like the alchemical process that we hear about all the time in magic that's real magic because the ultimate goal in that magic um, in my opinion is to move your way up the Kabbalistic tree of life or um, you know it's been called many things but ultimately to realize what holds you back so that you can exit out of this certain sphere so that's in my opinion real magic you know learning and uh, learning about yourself and, and putting that ego down so that you're able to master yourself um, whereas more you know I would say earth earthly magic or ground magic would be um, sort of the stuff I was talking about before which would be just doing certain rituals to accomplish a goal in the very near future like you know oh, hey I want some some money <laughs> because trust me there are money rituals out there and tons of people do them it's probably like the first thing that a lot of people do honestly <laughs> is like these money rituals where you try that to, was my first candle magic fucking yeah. ritual but it was right, because exactly. but it was because I did it at a fucking OTO class so like right, I made yeah. it there, and I think like there was only so many options that they gave us to do. Like as you know, I was like, "Fuck, I'll just go with the money." <laughs> right, right, yeah. So that's what I would say at least. But Is it, did it work like in your guys' experience, or was it? You think it was more of like a thing where they're kind of using it to like control people's thoughts in a sense to make them believe that they can achieve all this crazy things when it may not have necessarily been it and what they're actually trying to do. Hmm. That's really a hard fucking question. Uh, hey, the problem with... Yeah, no, no, no. The problem with... I think this goes back to, like, really, like, the person and what they're doing. Like, what they think magic is. Uh, I mean, let's, I, I guess if when you want to start just thinking of just, like, uh, the, the psychological aspect of magic. Um, I think you probably, like, if you did a money spell and maybe, you know, you did you know sigils on the candle and this and that like and you put enough intentions into it um you might like kind of like subconsciously put in your head just to like look for availabilities of getting money or you know who knows maybe it fucking actually puts out an intention and you find fucking 20 bucks on the floor or some shit but uh i mean when it comes to i don't i, I really do think like uh, I'm sorry, the reason why this is fucking me up is because we're talking about candle magic. And, like, it really, when it comes to candle magic, I, I really just don't know. Like, that's just like, for me, it's just like a poor thing to try to talk about doing real magic with. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's such actually, a loaded subject. Yeah. Magic as a whole is so <laughs> yeah, big, so dude. Like, it's like fuck. trying to describe the Titanic in a sentence. Like, it's so yeah. hard, man. But, but then there's been times where some of the most craziest experiences I've had was just me sitting with, like, a candle, like, five, six feet away from me burning with my eyes closed meditating. I've had some of the most insane fucking magical experiences ever. So, like, was that candle part of it? Like, you know, was that light or the, you know, part of everything with the, you know, with it going on with looking back inside my head or fucking some wild shit like that? You know, <laughs> like, was that part of, was, the, was that candle necessary for what happened? You know, it could have, but... Um, you know, I don't think necessarily needed in general. That That's the whole thing that I'm having a problem, like, with the question is, because in my opinion, like, you could just sit there literally, in my opinion, is just sit there and meditate and not do any of all that crazy shit and still make magic happen. 
mm-hmm. you know so like that's that's why i'm having like a problem like in my opinion like unless like if you were doing real magic with a k and i guess incorporating a candle into it to resemble some kind of uh idea or want yeah then i could say that probably really might work but if somebody is just like tinkering around and like putting a couple of herbs and oils on the candle yeah, I mean, you might put out your intention, you might get something back, but I just don't think it's going to be that. It's two totally different types and intense situations. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, I guess to make the magic question a little bit easier, I guess, what as far as, like, people trying to do magic, like, what's, what's like, the craziest thing you guys experienced? Um, for me, at least, they would tell me... So, okay, so before going into the Golden Dawn, I had uh, that entire year before getting uh, initiated, I was told to do a certain amount of rituals daily. And um, you had to journal, you had to record all of the different practices and and things, rituals that you had done. Well, in that early stage, they had said, be careful because you're going to start to see things that others don't. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that sounds like some Voldemort shit to me. (laughs) So, like, flash forward, like, a year, right, Um, after I've been doing these rituals, and I sure as shit did, I started to see things that others could not while we were in the same room together. Um, It's hard to explain, but... You know what kind of a mindfuck that is, too, though? Yeah, it is. That's a mindfuck on someone, too. Typically, animals or insects. Um, some, I know it's, it's very specific, but a lot of I would see ants, or um, wow, it's weird. I hadn't even thought about that until just now. It ties into a lot of stuff that New York Patriot and I have been talking about. But I would see bees. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I, I swear, I did not even think about that and just until just now. Um, but also like snakes. Uh, you would be, I would be in the living room with like the girlfriend that I was with at the time. And I would see things that, you know, she wasn't able to see. And it really tripped me out, dude. Like it, it, it takes, it takes a patient mind <laughs> to like, to not think that you're going crazy. Cause I, I had read that stuff kind of early on, like, oh, you might see some things that are, and I just totally discarded it. But then when it actually happened, I was like, holy shit, you know, this is, um, this is something way different than I expected. So that's my crazy, my craziest experience at least. And you know what? I yeah. think, I think Lux was even saying like, how that can like, I mean, for one, that can like fuck you up if you start seeing that, you know, really do start seeing shit, you know, that's, you have to, it's going to be, you know, that's going to take a toll on you not to lose it. You know, you're going to really have to fucking tell yourself now everything's okay. But, uh, I don't, people either, otherwise they'll look at you crazy. I don't (laughs) think these places stress really. That was one of the problems I had too. In my opinion, they really don't stress. Like, you know, I believe I had magical experiences with a K like not, totally on purpose you know and like and if people aren't even really told what magic could go as far as i think like that's just fucked up in a sense too but then like i couldn't understand like all right if i was to come out and like tell you and i think i told you earlier uh, you know you could like like me and lux was saying you could take you know you know candle magic to mental magic to to where i think astral projection and literally separating your spirit from your body magic you know Mm -hmm. those are 
so far of an extreme that the fact that like they don't like at least allude a little bit to what you know that part could happen and what could you know your experience be sucks because then if it happens you're just like what the fuck is happening and you're gonna fucking think you might be losing your mind when it's like no others have gone through this before uh, you're not losing your mind you're okay you know but we can't tell you that because it's a secret fucking society you know <laughs> right. don't trust anything don't trust your surroundings <laughs> yeah and you ask anybody about it in the secret society they give you these vague weird oh like, you should write that down in your dream journal it was probably a cool astral projection maybe like <laughs> yeah. no I think that it might have actually been beyond thoughts. astral projection I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah, you just get silly answers, and it's just like, well, thanks, that was no help. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're kind of yep. like, well, who the fuck am I supposed to talk to about this shit with? I mean, not to sound right. fucking, like, fucked up either, too, or just, you know, it can be a shitty situation where it's like, nobody knows what the fuck's going on in my head. And that was mm-hmm. another thing that I think worked out great with Lux, too, is because I, was like, knew that, like, I was dealing with somebody that we were on the same page, and we understood each other, like, you know. Yeah, and when you... the An analogy that I use a lot when we talk about magic is... Okay, so let's go back like 400 years, okay? Let's just all put our minds back like we're existing 400 years ago. And someone would have come up to you and told you, okay, actually there's this thing called electricity. It can power light bulbs. It can power streets. It can power, you know, street signs. It can power entire buildings, right? This is this, it's this invisible Force. It's called electricity. People would have called you a fucking nut job. You would have been hanging in the streets. <laughs> you would have been hanging from a tree, right? It's all witch. Like, <laughs> imagine spending a cell phone too on top of that. I have this magic device right. that can tell me everything in my pocket. <laughs> right, but fast forward to now. Of course, we all commonly agree that electricity is a thing. It it does awesome stuff for us, but. Elect- or, uh, electricity and magic are very similar because this is uh, magic is a hidden science. It's a hidden, it's a hidden medium in this world between others, and it's been locked behind closed doors. So you know it does sound crazy to a lot of other people, but absolutely it's real. So like uh, within seeing different like rituals and different uh different steps to get farther up in the degrees like what's what's like the weirdest ritual or just i guess the weirdest thing you saw that wasn't like your own experience but like somebody else trying to conduct or do something oh well i'll I'll take that one first lux uh the weirdest thing i i mean see well i would probably have to say i mean that would that might actually, unfortunately, have to do with myself. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, having to get, like, fucking... I mean, for the first degree... Uh, it was the first? I don't think the second you have to... For the first degree, you do have to get naked. So, I mean, that's an uncomfortability. And when you're doing the when you're doing the initiations, you're not doing them by yourself. Like, there's people that went before you or after you. So, like, unless you're last. You know what I'm saying? You didn't, you know, but you will be there and seeing, like, your other fellow people going through this thing, too. Um... In my experience, the way it was set up, though, with the lighting, you really only saw silhouettes. I couldn't actually, when other people went after me, mm. I couldn't see specifics. So at least that made me feel a little bit better about what I just did. Okay, but um, I will say that part, I w- there was, you know, this is another thing. You know, there are occult ideas, and I get, I get why it's there. 
But there is a part where they do have a leash around your neck, and they are kind of like walking you around the lodge. Now, I, I, I do want, and then eventually they cut it. So I, I do understand there is a thing going on there, but if you do step back, and let's say I just pictured looking down into that lodge, and that day when I was there doing whatever, just with no sound, just looking at it, to me, I looked like I got pulled around like a fucking dog on a leash. Hmm. You know? Yeah, that might be part of the whole humiliation ritual. That's, too. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's multiple levels to things, that, why they're done there in these things. You know? And I just took that as like another reason. That's fucking... So I think that was probably one of the weirdest things. And just besides that, some of the weirdest things that I probably saw was actually people not knowing what the fuck they were doing and actually doing rituals wrong. Which I thought was yeah. <laughs> funny. Like, it was just like, wow, uh, you just really fucked that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, and you've been coming for how long? And everybody, and you're like, you're part of the cool kid clique, and you just literally fucked up the LBRP, bro? Like, yeah. uh, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't say much for the OTO, at least this lodge. <laughs> they acknowledge when people fuck stuff up? or do they I mean, just, like, I guess you kind of just, hey, well... You don't want to make a spectacle out of it because then it might draw attention to people there that are like guests and may not have realized they fucked up. So like, no, it's not like they're gonna stop it and be like, oh no 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 no. You, no, they you just people just kind of look at each other and they're like, oh wow yeah, so and so just fucked that up. Huh? You know what I'm <laughs> and you just kind of keep going with the flow. <laughs> I figured since they make you get naked and shit, they might be the type that would just call you out if you fuck something up too, just to kind of get that embarrassment kind of settled in there more. Oh no no, they're so left. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Lux? Um, I would say one of the weirdest things for me, and I, I've got a couple examples, but one that I'll, I'll definitely share is that we did rituals inside of Masonic lodges. When we didn't have enough space for our rituals, we were in this kind of uh, agreement with a Masonic lodge that was local to the area that they would allow us to go and do rituals in their lodge. So for those people who are out there who are Masons and they're like, oh, man, we don't do any occult stuff. Well, guess what? I've been in your lodge, dude. I've been in your lodge doing crazy rituals for the Golden Dawn. And based on what I saw, uh, the Golden Dawn... And uh, these Masons had a high degree of, like, um, they had an agreement where they would not share that information with, with lower-level Masons or lower-level lower Golden Dawn guys. So, yeah, you know, for those who try to say that there's no occultism or magic or rituals for Masonry, I can tell you, you're, you got to research a little bit more. I was just as shocked because I joined the Golden Dawn. I wasn't trying to go into a Masonic Lodge. That was never my plan. I thought that the only thing that I would be doing was with Golden Dawn members in Golden Dawn settings in our temples. But it was not true. And uh, sure as shit, we were in tons of different Masonic Lodges doing these rituals and I believe that masonry and the Golden Dawn intersect in ways that um, many of their own members don't even um, see or are told about. So, yeah, that was very shocking to me. So I guess another good question, too, is uh, as far as, like, the secret knowledge that you guys have learned, uh, what is 
like the most single piece of hidden knowledge that you feel that the general public needs to know that you learned that they don't want people to know? Uh, you, you can take that along first. Mm. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, that's a rough that's one, That's definitely actually. a good one, yeah. <laughs> because you know, what, you know what the problem is, too, is that, like there's certain answers that I'd like to say, but then the thing is is that I, I do think, unfortunately, one of the problems with magic is that it's like I, you, you, you can't force it on somebody either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a problem. Like like I said before, the issue was like the problem that I had is that, listen, I'm grateful now that I did have these experiences, but when I didn't know what these experiences were going to be, it frightened the mm-hmm. fuck out of me, and it was really a hard mental mind fuck. And it was just a wild experience until I started connecting the dots and realizing what the fuck's actually going on. Then I was okay, but like, you know, so it's it, that's a good question. I'll shut up and I'll let Lux answer it, and then I'll go. <laughs> well... Can you repeat the question one more time? I want to make sure I get this 100% right. <laughs> yeah. so I really stuck with the stuck knowledge here. that you guys have learned that would be considered like hidden knowledge. What do you feel is the single most important piece of hidden knowledge that you guys know of that the general public should know? Right. So when it comes to the most occult um, hidden secrets, you know, they try to these secret societies and other people who are proxies of secret societies in the occult, they try to give you this impression again, that it's this, you know, Hogwarts style situation where you're learning these different spells and stuff. And they want you to focus on that because the real magic is inside of your own mind and the most occult and deeply hidden information is the fact that if you bring your heart and your mind and your will together then you're able to accomplish things that are amazing because your heart represents the feminine it represents the left pillar your mind it represents the right pillar the logical side of things and then the middle pillar represents your will which is sort of you know we hear about this in christianity you know the the father the son and the holy spirit but that's an analogy for these three concepts of if you bring all of the heart mind and will together meaning that what you think what you feel and what you do are aligned then it brings about a a deeply significant impact into this matrix reality that we live in. And it is a lot of manifestation, um, but also the, um, you know, it's, uh, it's the completion of yourself. It's a long process. It, it's not easy. It takes a long time, <laughs> you know, combining your heart, your mind, and your will it's not easy to do, but that is the, the most deeply occulted information that they do not want you to know. That if you can combine those three things together, then um, it's a, an escape from the matrix, if you will. Honestly, it feels like a lot of these uh, occult concepts, you can kind of like learn for yourself if you, lo- if you use like psychedelics as a tool instead of like a drug, too. Like it, obviously, it's it's a big connection to everything, but it seems like it's all kind of the same concepts that like 
you have the ability to figure this kind of stuff out for your own through like psychedelic drugs if you're using them properly but they found a way to like harness that knowledge to almost like pass it on to people who aren't going through those psychedelic experiences mm-hmm. well <laughs> i definitely do think uh yeah people that have that we, I mean, me and lux both know that have you know dealt with psychedelics i think we've even had it on our own shows and shit uh you know i believe that they've probably had some pretty deep you know shit and magical experiences um i definitely think it can aid but i don't think it's necessary you know but it's definitely you think a, a lot of aid. the uh, occult concepts came from people doing psychedelics specifically oh, and then that's where they kind of built these ideas some of them i think yeah. Yeah, i mean i think it's definitely possible i just i don't know like i'm saying like mm-hmm. you i think either way like I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know, like, what came first, you know, the psychedelics for people to realize how to open the third eye, or did the third eye open first, and then they realize psychedelics could help, <laughs> you know, it's like the chicken without the egg, chicken mm-hmm. and the egg, like, I don't know, like, I do, but I do, but I will say, it's, from my experience, it's possible without, so. Yeah, and that's, like, where it comes into, like, yoga and all that kind of stuff, too, it seems mm-hmm. to be, like, another entryway into, like, this type of thinking, and it's almost, like, one that's kind of geared towards, like, a dark path, even if it doesn't intend to be that way from the way it looks on the outside and then you have like the light pass of connecting to kind of like the same method but like one's through drugs one through is through yourself and then one's through joining these occult type concepts where they're teaching you these ideas from probably a combination of the other two <laughs> mm-hmm. well yeah. I, th- I do think yoga and breathing practices are going to be very important if you wanted to do magic at least to a twin extent I do think that is at least the breathing techniques I think is kind of important mm-hmm. Because think about it this way, right? Let's say that I, let's say you gave the option to the general public. Okay, um, if you want to become a better person, you can do this. Option one, you do a ritual. You do it twice a day. All you have to do is memorize it. You memorize it, you do it. And that's more or less the way that a lot of these secret societies try to frame magic. So you do this ritual, it creates changes that you don't, you can't see right away, but they're going to happen, and uh, afterwards, you can just sort of wipe your hands of it. And, you know, it's a ritual, it's done, you're creating this magical impact. Now, option two. (laughs) On a daily basis, you have to think about how your words, your actions, are impacting everyone around you also yourself how your will your actions and your thoughts you know like all of these things are uh, much more um, they impact you way more than just doing a ritual twice a day Uh, a lot of people are going to pick the first option because it's it's easier and that's where that's why they they try to promote so much of this you know, false idea of what magic is because it's easy for people. But meanwhile, real magic, you know, it's it's a, a deep, terrifying look into yourself that you don't want to do. It, it makes you question everything because, you know, you have to really strip apart your, your own ego and realize that you got to get rid of some of this bullshit beliefs that you think um, these ideas that you hold on to about being special or, you know, that you're a magician, whatever. Like, you have to get rid of all of that. And that process is a lot harder. So that's why I think they put the, the facade of here's what magic is 
you know, with like the Harry Potter shit because the real magic is um, a harder journey and uh, that's the one they want to keep from everyone else because they know as soon as we realize that as a collective people, as a society, that we're way more of a threat to the power structure than just us grinding up some sage and some fucking, you know, bergamot into a cup and then like, <laughs> wishing our best intentions. Bergamot. I haven't, I haven't heard that in a while. It was a good one, though. <laughs> so, I guess... And then uh, what does that go? Does that go with the sun, maybe? Right? Does that go with the sun? Yeah. <laughs> I think it does, right? Because, I mean, it kind of looks like it's... Yeah. That's uh, so, from your guys' experiences, uh, and considering, like, what you guys have kind of defined magic as, uh, when it comes to, like, these, like, summoning rituals, do you think it's more so one of those things that somebody's, like, in on it, and they're kind of just, like, playing it to try to get everybody to believe that it's as crazy as like you were kind of referring to like a Harry Potter world or do you think that there's actually some truth to like this, the different like summoning rituals that they attempt to do oh I, I oh I do believe there's people inside these orders at the top that do are definitely doing shit that's real and definitely are a part of trying to influence or possibly like egregore type of things or you know helping adding to mindsets you know, and stuff, or, or fuckery, visual fuckery. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, the re- and the reason why I'm saying that is like, it's it a little off, but it like, you know, me and Lux like covered like Azov, Italian, and I really do think like the whole thing, like, and why I thought that was kind of important is because like, Nazi itself, I think, is just magical, and the whole well, deal with that is a lot of visual fuckery. Of what you yeah. think is going on and what you're being told is going on is a lot of fuckery. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the vibe I was getting. Is that a lot of the summoning stuff might just be like straight fuckery that they're just trying to get people to be like, "Ooh, I could do that if I yeah. could climb through the ranks." But I, but uh, I do believe that yes, there are people that like. I mean, you know, and I'm sure there's people inside these orders that do real magic on their own. Uh, you know, at their house, or being by themselves with their own deal, you know, doing their own thing. But. Uh, you know, I do think at somewhere at the top of these orders, I do think they have uh, an agenda. I mean, I've seen things like I don't know how truthful it is, but I mean, I've seen things in books about like uh, you know going like certain degrees, and I mean, it starts getting into stuff that, in my opinion, it sounds like it's almost like MK Ultra type stuff, where it's like we're pulling out your conscience and taking something else and putting it in there. No, that's that's some serious fucking shit. That goes into the whole concept too about the bloodlines, where they're trying to keep the bloodlines pure so that they could like basically pull their consciousness out of the old body and put it into the new. Yeah, body. I remember we were talking yeah, about that actually true. earlier about you. You, I think you asked me like through text, like do you think it's possible people kind of like jump almost? And I yeah. said mm-hmm. that's it's something that I do think is a possibility. As crazy as it sounds. Right. I mean, so I've they, been astro-projected as a kid, so I've, like, kind of believe in the whole concept of it being possible for consciousness to, like, leave a physical vessel. I mean, I saw a Netflix, there was a Netflix show about two kids that were able to astro-project, and one of them screwed the other one out of their body and fucking fooled them and took, and took over. I think it was a girl and a chick, and the dude was gay, and he actually screwed the chick over, went into her body. Or, no, yeah, no, it was, uh, went into her body so he could be with her boyfriend, because he was gay or some shit like that. And I was like, yo, this shit is so fucked up. But I was like, yo, I, I would not doubt that that's not possible if you really know what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. like like jumping. Who the fuck knows, man? You know, that should be something that I think is entertained, to be entertained at least. That'd be some, like, tip-top knowledge, too. Because oh, yeah, that would be definitely yeah. something that even, like, Freemasons, they'd only want 
very, 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 very select few people to know that. Otherwise, like, think about how drastically the world could change if that became even, I don't want to say common knowledge, but just common amongst, like, people who are parts of these groups. Like, imagine how drastically the world could change through that. Right. Uh, You know, I I do have someone over here. I hate to, it's weird because it's your show, but someone is asking, what is asking a question in the, uh, in the chat. Do you mind real quick, uh, Shane? I'm sorry. I know it's like, it's weird. No, 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 no. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I haven't really done live shows before. So like any questions, always down for it. Eric, um, and because he, Eric is, he's always, always on. He's always on the live. So I, I try to try to look out for people like that. Uh, he asked, were the OTO and the you know, HOGD, the, the Golden Dawn, corrupted over time and relates nothing to what it once was intended for, or was it always a cosmic joke? Um, that one, I guess I'll answer first. I've always said I, I don't trust the story, or the, the story that we're told of the you know, conception of the OTO. I, I do think it is a possibility. It could have been psyop from the beginning. You know, so mm-hmm. that's fine. That's my take on it i mean even looking at just normal religion like all it takes is that it starts off in one spot somebody realizes that there's power to be grasped within that and then the entire structure of the rest of the organization through history can be completely changed by one single person realizing they can pull power from it right right and that's the biggest problem with the whole thing is you know with these uh systems many of them many of the systems do have actual occult knowledge but because of the people who have manipulated the whole structure of this, it's something very different than it was initially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, like I said, same with like almost any organization. And I'm sure it'll drastically change as time progresses on, too. And just the whole mm-hmm. public image of things. It's almost like the whole idea of like manifesting reality, too, that if like everybody in society has this view of like what a cult groups are doing eventually they might start moving towards that direction more so you know because it's yeah. like being manifested through everybody's group hive mind thoughts mm-hmm. um do you guys still got a little bit of time or are you guys uh, uh starting to wrap up a little bit uh it's up to lux really uh i got a little bit of time. yeah because actually you know it was funny as you said that i noticed i got a message and i just checked and the guy who i'm having on at nine o'clock just told me that he might be a little late so <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> Yeah, we got a couple minutes at least, my friend. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So we're having a good talk too. To so the, these are good the questions. Of wisdom, man. I'm sorry. What were we saying, New York? I said, I said you actually like this was this was a good talk. You're actually asking some serious questions. I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. It. Yeah, so. I was trying to make sure I gave you some good questions because we were talking Fuck earlier yeah. about how like a lot of the time you feel like you don't get a lot of good questions. So I was trying to, you know, come up with some. Partly mindfuck kind of questions where you have to think deeply about them. Well, you, you definitely, I think there was ones where me and Lux were like, fuck, how do we answer this? So mm-hmm. you, you did, did a good job. Well, and I, you know, and I don't want to like overcomplicate the magic. Yes. Yeah. Like what magic is because um, it does get very confusing, but I, I think that is sort of done on purpose. Magic really starts in your own mind, dude. That's that's where it all starts. Like right. it, it, you don't need robes, you don't need candles, or you know uh, a detailed ritual where to point and what stance you need to do to achieve your goals, dude. That's not magic. Magic is uh, looking inward and 
that's it. Whatever you see, that's your responsibility to deal with or to figure out on your own. But that's real magic. Everything else is just uh, for magic with a K. I guess that's what real magic is. I guess a good question, too, before we get to the words of wisdom also, is that if people are trying to understand those types of concepts in the good side, of course, not like the, the bad side, but like the learning how to control yourself and become a better person. Like, do you guys have recommendations of like books people could possibly read to start understanding those principles in like a positive light? Uh, I would mention probably uh, the Kabbalion. It's a very basic book, but I think it's very good with, you know, trying to... Uh, you know, go down the middle. Keep yourself balanced. And uh, I think the Gita, um, just the first part kind of where, like, you know, everything's based on that one character. Uh, now I learned, so it's getting into, like, the yoga stuff. I think that's actually a very good read. That, um, that helped me, you know, but then I also looked at it in the way that that story was not a physical war. It was inside his head, so... So I looked at it differently, but looking at it that way, that book helped me a lot, actually, with that and the Kabbalion. And uh, there's Gareth Knight. You know, I normally don't do this, but, like, I'm thinking, like, none of these books are telling you how to actually do magic or do rituals. It's just really all philosophical, you know, know, mind shit. Um, Gareth Knight has uh, some kind of book for the Kabbalah where he does go into the paths as well as the spheres. Um, he kind of shits on Crowley a little bit, too, in his own, you know, nice way. So I figured he was at least down the road. He was down the middle. Like, he wasn't an extremist. <laughs> so, uh, and he, he also was, I, I just felt very, like, he, uh, very just middle down the road. So I, I think that's a very good book, too, uh, if you want to melt your brain with Kabbalah. How about you, Lux? Do you have any uh, recommendations? Uh, yeah, I would say for anybody who wants to just cut right down to the core of magic, who wants to get to the heart of it without having to worry about the other um, bullshit that surrounds it? I would definitely look into somebody called George Gurdjieff. Okay, this was a uh, well, he was a, a Russian mystic, but he was um, after leaving the Golden Dawn. Right, I had spent all these years in the Golden Dawn, and I was like, oh, I thought I, I know a lot of stuff based on what I was told in the Golden Dawn. No, this one author blew all of that away and really de-occulted this magic that I'd learned in the Golden Dawn by uh, his books and and what he was talking about. So uh, I highly suggest that people go and check out a book called In Search of the Miraculous by uh, uh, George Gurdjieff. It's absolutely incredible and taught me way more that I ever learned in the Golden Dawn about magic and uh, self-awareness and occultism. So, Do you think that, I guess one last question too before we get into the words of wisdom, uh, do you think that it's not really intended to like teach people these concepts? They more so are just trying to control people within the organization more so than actually teach them anything? Oh. Because like if you're truly trying to find this knowledge like through through any type of occult group isn't necessarily the way to find this knowledge, but they're kind of just like, uh, you know, taking the knowledge and using it for the aspect of controlling people to make them think that they're going to grasp this kind of crazy knowledge when realistically you're better off just doing it on your own. I think that's exactly why I didn't go back to the OTO. Because <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way. 
that it's just a mind fuck. There's a lot of slaves there. There's a lot of fucking sheep. <laughs> you know, mm. and there's a pyramid scheme with inside of itself with its members. Say a lot of people look at them like they're like the ones controlling society, but realistically they're just being manipulated themselves. And it's the higher, yeah. higher, higher aspects of those groups that have any type of control over any. Uh, mm-hmm. I will agree with that. That's I. That is my honest opinion, and that's one of the reasons why I left too. Because I do believe it's a scheme, kind of. I totally agree. Unfortunately for humans especially in this day and age, we are always expecting for someone else to come and save us. We're always looking for a savior. We're always looking for someone to take the responsibility off of ourselves. You know, like, okay, someone will just magically pop through the clouds and they're going to absolve us of all of our wrong behavior, our wrongdoings. Like, you know, my point about the whole thing is that that will never come. And it's it, time is way more better spent looking inward to figure out those questions about yourself instead of looking for someone else to save you from, from those things, you know? We are deeply powerful, amazing creations. And we have to stop looking for something to save us. We can mm. save ourselves. You know, I, I, I want to piggyback off what Will Lux was saying, and it's this is even you know something that Crowley would even say. You know, uh, not you know not to be a slave to the gods, and you know, in these orders, you know, when you're doing this magic and stuff, a lot of it it's like okay, I'm well, I'm calling on to Horus, or I'm calling on to Toth, or I'm calling on to so and so and so and so. Like, I'm asking them to like do this for me. Like, I'm still a fucking slave. I'm asking mm-hmm. somebody else to come and help me. You know, the only thing I really, in my opinion, you can knock out. Old, you know, one one thing I do want to add, in my opinion, a lot of those gods, a lot of those things, I mean, these motherfuckers didn't exist. In my opinion, they just are archetypes of a story of, like, neither a mindset, where you are in somewhere in your mind... Uh, it could be even a fucking just talking about mixing different types of energies. Like these things are like archetypes of, 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 an, of an idea. They're not, in my opinion, literal people, but yet the magicians believe that these are literal things that are going to come and save them and they're fucking pulling these things down. And it's like, in some sense, I still think you're a slave when you're doing that. You only need you and God and then that's it. I don't got to call on all those other motherfuckers. It, it kind of reminds me of the concept of like, uh, so you have people that are poor, then you have like the elites, and then the middle class, they think that they're above the poor and that they're closer to the elites, but they're realistically not. You're just kind of causing this like polarization within groups of people. And it kind of feels mm. like it's the same when it comes to these occult groups that it's like the people that are in the occult group feel like they're above normal people, but realistically, they're just making it so that all those people are fighting so that the people who are up at the top can be doing the shit that they're actually trying to do. <laughs> And everybody's looking at the lower occult people like they're actually doing shit. So it's just creating this like internal fighting that isn't actually anything that people perceive it to be. But both <laughs> sides try or one side tries to be mysterious. So it turns into something that it never was in the first they, place. They, they, mm-hmm. they take a group of starstruck sheep and turn them into a fucking leftist flock. Make them feel like they're special. Yeah. In that aspect, yeah. like they're part yeah. of a group. So then they'll start yeah. shitting on everybody else on the other side because they feel mm-hmm. like they're something special now. Yeah. Yep. 
kind of like middle class, like I said, to the to people that are poor. That's kind of where that whole concept comes into. This is this is, this yeah. show, this uh, this was something I mentioned, and I I, I just want to bring this up again because I think it is very funny. And I mentioned this, and Lux is gonna be like, I just heard this guy say this like yesterday, but oh well. I think <laughs> I think it's kind of funny where you where I I think I nailed it on the head actually yesterday. It's kind of a funny idea when you know the OTO like. Uh, <clears throat> They were very the, the people I knew at the lodge. Some of them were like straight up anti fucking Second Amendment. I mean, a lot of them. Um, there were people at my lodge who shit the fuck all over James Wasserman because he actually was pro gun. You know, he would actually he was a thelemite. He'd post pictures of his fucking gun in his nightstand and say thank you the Second Amendment just to trigger fucking thelemites because he knew there were a bunch of fucking pussies. You know, so but people fucking hated that guy and. Uh, and, you know, they, they're very, like, you know, anti-guns, anti-war, very hippie, blah, blah, blah. Do you, I mean, you know who Jack Parsons is, right? Yeah. I mean, Jack Parsons made better fucking missiles to kill people with. He made better rockets for the government to kill people with. He's a fucking OTO member that they suck his fucking balls on. You know, they put him up on a pedestal. Jack Parsons, ugh. But, you, but then now you're screaming down here about the Second Amendment, but yet this guy that you're hooting and hollering about actually created better weapons to kill more people. Are you that ignorant? Do you not realize what kind of morons you are? Mm-hmm. It's a progression through the years, too, where if you just change things just a little bit each year, it's such a slow progression that people don't realize where it was to where it's become. But if you did it drastically, people would notice the difference. But then again, like I said, looking back, now you can see this drastic difference that as it progressed, like I guarantee you nobody saw that as it was happening, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. since we're starting to wrap up towards the end now, um, words of wisdom from both you guys to the listeners, if you're willing to give some. I would say uh, don't listen to uh, 99% of the books that you read, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to do 15 different steps to do a ritual for whatever purpose. That's It's a distraction. That's all a distraction. The real magic is within yourself. And, you know, uh, that's it's scary, but it has to be done. And I'm no better than anybody else. I'm sure NY would also agree. We struggle with the same shit that everybody else does, even though we have a lot of occult knowledge. It's this constant battle with understanding yourself and um, making yourself better. That's real magic. It's you, not, you know, you know it's what? not the, uh, the extra stuff. You know, and he's saying that, like, sometimes, like, like he even said, like, you know, we, we're no better than anybody else. Unfortunately, sometimes when you kind of start having magical experiences and you realize why and you start becoming a better person... It's almost as if, like, now you kind of have higher standards for yourself, so you kind of even make it harder for yourself now. Like, you actually mm-hmm. keep tabs on yourself, and that can, you know, sometimes it's not the easiest, because you will actually constantly be calling on yourself, like, yeah, I'm being an asshole right now, you know? When six months ago, I might have been just fucking ignoring it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's not easier either. You're actually going to hold yourself accountable for more shit. So, you know, it's not, it, there is work to be done if you want to do this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not easy. Like he said, we're just no no better than anybody else. You just get that uh, false idea that they are, and then that's where you get the polarization. Then it cre- creates more fighting amongst people. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How about some words of wisdom from you, from you, Patriot? Oof, it's hard to top the last few things Lux said. Fuck. 
Yeah, dropped, dropped a lot fire. of gems. There was a few things that he said that I was like, "Fuck!" Well, even if he asks me, this is the things that they're hiding. I was like, "Let's just cover all of it." I ain't even got nothing to say to that. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" Um, words of wisdom: uh, You don't need these orders, in my opinion. You know, I've I've been able to lay down or sit in a chair and just close my eyes, listen to music and or no music and just you know meditate and have experiences that were beyond my wildest dreams uh stuff that i could it's impossible to kind of explain uh it, like even in our languages you know and i and i think that's even part of it why languages are the way they are so you just can't explain certain things um it's unexplainable uh you can't put it really in words that's why i think you've got to have all these different types of symbols and archetypes and all these different ideas to try to explain an experience yeah um, those, you know, and first, before I'm even saying the words of wisdom, not, you know, magic, it all depends on the person. It's all the intention. Now, I am talking from trying to have a positive experience to be a better person. This is all, you don't need all that bullshit. You don't need all the lodges. You don't need all the fucking, like I said, the whole setup. You can sit there, my experience, meditate, experience between you and God. And in my opinion... Just from the experiences that I've had, they've changed my life. But, you know, it was rough at first, but I do believe wholeheartedly from the experiences that I have had that there is something out there that is beyond our wildest dreams that is available to everybody. And I do think eventually, hopefully, you know, we'll get it right and everybody will be able to experience it. But... There is something much greater than this fucking shithole we're stuck in right now in our flesh suits. When we hmm. pass on, you know, I guess depending on where you are or where you're, however you are, but there is something out there I truly believe that is beyond your wildest dreams and will make this never matter again. That's why you got to look out for Neuralink. It's trying to keep you here so you never get to experience that. Mm-hmm. That's been my idea, yep. that shit. Keeps you tied. Mm. Creating a new reality that you can control reality because it's a reality within reality. <laughs> Sims within <Yep>. Sims. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess before we get going here, too, uh, if you guys don't mind dropping all your plugs, too, so everybody can come find you if they're listening to this on my page later on. Uh, my show, the, the NY Patriot, you can find me on uh, all major podcasts. I am on, on BitChute and Rumble. Uh, and there is a tour and more that has the Occult Rejects Lux Rising and my show that all go to uh, that as well for YouTube. And then Lux, you can uh, plug the Occult Rejects if you like in your show. Yeah. Find us um, pretty much anywhere podcasts are, are streamed. Um, it's uh, very cool. We, all, we have all of our podcasts now, the Occult Rejects, um, NY Patriot and myself we're all, all under the same banner there so uh, definitely come check us out active on Twitter so at the Occult Rejects and um, yeah kind of jumped off a bit shoot that was not a very good thing <laughs> it seemed like that all faded away yeah you know well you know what I'm going to be honest Two, uh, yeah, one, I, it seems like, I don't know if it's because people just realize, like, that we're not talking shit, and when we're showing shit on the screen, we're actually, like, you know, we're not making it up. But uh, I've also stopped trying to push the show. Like, I'm just letting it naturally go in an organic way, and I think that's also 
showed a huge uh, decrease in videos as well. But our 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 podcast has gone up clicks. So that's that idea. Who knows? Like you don't give people knowledge if they don't want to receive. Uh, yeah, it. I'm just you know what I'm like yo. I, I'm not I'm not fuck this. You know what I'm saying? People want to hear us. They want to hear us. It's not about the popularity. It's something I just love doing with my boy. I'm not fucking, and plus, like, where, where am I going to put fucking Gab and Cloud Hub? They're fucking, like, 90% Trump and fucking QAnons. It's like, I don't yeah, fit in there right. either. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where do I really even go anyways? What the fuck's the point? That's kind of <laughs> how I am with my show, too. It's all, like, organic listeners. Like, yeah. even on Instagram, I was never that guy who went through and just liked a bunch of random-ass people's pages to get them to follow me and shit. Like, I wanted everybody to come and listen to this show because they wanted to hear it. Yes. Because they wanted yeah. to be here, not because they were, like... You know, uh, getting it spammed in their fucking face. I had know? even at one point thought about even just ending Bitch Shoot and Rumble for my own show because I was like, tell you the truth. I'm like, my show, like, you really don't need to use it to watch it visually. Sometimes maybe I will, but yeah, I'm just like, it's just so much work. I'm like, you know, for the 40 extra views, just listen to the show. You know, I don't even like editing wise, it's yeah. like if you do any kind of editing or cutting any like little like spacings out or anything like that, like it kind of gets all fucked up with video and then it's like a whole other <gasps> extra thing you got to deal with. The podcast was intended to be audio to begin with. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, and then what the crazy thing is too, is just the whole like background, like behind, like doing like when you start doing video work, it's like the, uh, yeah, well, no, the lives I would always keep going. Yeah, of course. That's uh, that's the whole thing. Actually, I would probably leave the lives up. Sorry, somebody's saying it in chat. I would do the YouTube lives and just leave that. I, I would have the videos come to here probably, and that's it. But then that's kind of done it, like a normal radio show in a sense. Though. Yeah. So, like, that's not really like the whole, like, video editing a podcast kind of concept. Yeah. You're just kind of letting it be organic and how it flows. So the live thing, mm-hmm. I feel, like is a little bit different. Yeah, it's but like the new and improved radio 2.0, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I, I mean, from my own show, I've even thought about just like letting it go, or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. But I forgot I where I was we'll, going with that anyway. <laughs> I'm starting to get too we'll, uh, Cut it off here a little bit, then, yeah. and then uh, you know we can bullshit for a minute outside of the sure. room once we're once we're done here. But uh, for everybody that's enjoyed the show, if you want to come in, uh, check it out. If you're listening on the live, of course, um, you can find me inquiries of our reality. Uh, sorry for anybody that's hearing this on my normal feed because you're already here. But uh, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to the show. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Awesome. I had a great time. And, yo, you actually, that was a really good show. I mean, even people, yeah. in, the, and the, people in the chat said that you uh, ask good questions. That was really good. Thank you. Definitely refreshing stuff that yeah. we've ever heard before, really. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, that's what, I, that's what I'm here for. I feel you like did, that's what I'm here for. Weird questions, you know? Definitely inquired. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiries of our reality. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. Thank you, man. Later.